0: one thing that did happen over there was um, when we were going through the Coliseum, mm-hmm. like we were actually touring the actual Coliseum, like the Roman Colosseum, the, the great uh, fighting place for all the the big wars and, or the fake wars, as they call it the gladiators, the sea wars and stuff that they had over there. We were actually touring that. Mm. And so when we got through, like as soon as we stepped outside the Coliseum, it started pouring down raining mm. and everybody just ran to hide somewhere. But that was just such a funny experience. And that really, I don't know, that really clicked something in us. Like, while everybody was just hiding, sitting under trees and stuff like that, everybody was just laughing and we were all having fun.
1: Yeah. And
0: I really saw how, like, even though we all were from different states and different parts of the country and stuff like that, we all were just unified in that one moment. And we all just laughed together and, and we had our fun together. And I really mm-hmm. saw that happen.
2: Hello, hello, welcome to Young, Gifted, and Abroad, perspectives on studying abroad from past and present students of color. My name is Danielle, and I'm so excited to be able to talk to you today because today I have my cousin Riley as the guest on this 100th episode of Young, Gifted, and Abroad. Yay! 100! We're in the three-digit club. Can y'all believe it? I I can, but I also can't. But it's true, you are listening to the 100th episode of Young Gifted and Abroad. And I figured that since when I started this podcast, for my very first guest ever, I had my cousin Kayla, who went to Peru. She was the guest on episode one. I thought I would keep it in the family and... For episode 100 I would have another cousin of mine as the guest and that 100th guest is my cousin Riley who went to Europe so of course I want to tell you all about Riley but before I do that I have some announcements that I either missed saying last week or am just now able to share this week (laughs) first of all happy pride and happy black music month I hope those are going swimmingly for you all. As for this podcast in the month of June, I wanted to remind you all that this episode is coming out on June 14th. And this upcoming Sunday, June 19th is Juneteenth, which will also be Young Gifted and Abroad's fourth anniversary. And as has become tradition, I will be putting out a special anniversary episode on that day to celebrate four years and 100 episodes of Young, Gifted, and Abroad. And I'm gonna say you really don't wanna miss that episode because for one, of course you're going to hear from me and from some previous guests chiming in as well. But also, I got my cousin Kayla from episode one to come back on the show. And we turned the tables and had her interview me a little bit to, you know, help me reflect on these milestones. So you're going to want to hear that conversation for sure. And another reason why you really don't want to miss the fourth anniversary episode is that Young, Gifted, and Abroad is going on hiatus for the rest of this year. I know I mentioned this, like, earlier this year. Maybe I haven't mentioned this since, so... Perhaps this is like new information to some of you. (laughs) But yes, I am taking a break, which means that after the anniversary episode is out, Young Gifted and Abroad will be on hiatus for the rest of 2022. And as of now, I have every intention of coming back in 2023. No worries there, but you know, The anniversary episode will be my last chance to really talk to you all and express how I feel within the context of this podcast. So make sure you tune in for that. And once again, that fourth anniversary episode of Young, Gifted, and Abroad will be out on Juneteenth, June 19th. So I have a few more announcements. I'm trying to keep this as quick as I can. (laughs) During the first few days of this month, I had podcast guest appearances of mine that were released back-to-back. So the first one that came out was on White People Won't Save You, which is a film review podcast that examines white savior tropes in film. Every episode is about a different movie, and for each episode, the hosts, Jordan and Cameron, have a different guest on to discuss that movie. And so toward the end of last year, I was on there to discuss the animated film, The Road to El Dorado. And thankfully, I got the chance to be on there again this year to talk about Music of the Heart, which is a film starring Meryl Streep and Angela Bassett that I did not know existed until... Uh, not long before we arranged this conversation (laughs) so i believe we recorded that episode in april and it is out now so if you want to hear me jordan and cameron basically tear apart this movie (laughs) then be sure to check out that episode the episode is called music of the heart featuring danielle g that's me of course And thanks to Jordan and Cameron for having me on White People Won't Save You for a second time. It was really fun. And the other podcast guest appearance that was released right after that was on Stories with Brie, which is about books. Some of you might know that reading is one of my favorite things to do. And as a hobby, I've been writing book reviews on my personal blog uh, for almost 10 years now. By the way, that's deelasees.com, D-E-E-L-A-S-E-E-S.com, if you want to check those out. And finally, I got the chance to be on a book podcast. Thanks, actually, to Tura from episode 72 of young gifted and abroad she's a black woman librarian and her friend brie michelle is also a black woman librarian and when brie started her podcast stories with brie this year to talk to authors and bookstagrammers and and book bloggers and other reading enthusiasts this year tura went out of her way to connect us so thank you so much, Tatura, for doing that. And also thanks to Bree for having me on to talk about my journey as a reader and a reviewer. And then we also delved into The Secret Lives of Church Ladies, which is a fantastic story collection by Nisha Filial. I believe we recorded that in March. And again, like I said, now in the month of June, it is available for your listening pleasure. And the title of that episode is for the love of books with Danielle G. And of course that is me. So (laughs) I told y'all I'm trying, I'm trying not to hold y'all up because we have to get to the person of the hour, which is Riley. Uh, But the last announcement I wanted to share is that as some of you might remember, Aaliyah from episode 35 started her own study abroad scholarship called Diverse International Women of Color. And I am one of the volunteers on the application review committee for that scholarship, which is led by Christina from episode 92. New scholarship recipients are announced every year in June. And so last year, two of the people whose applications I reviewed got scholarships, which I was really happy about. And this year, one of the people whose applications I reviewed was one of the recipients. So I just wanted to say thanks to Diverse International Women of Color for running that scholarship and for having me involved. I'm really glad I got to play a small part in helping women of color going abroad this summer to have a little extra funds to make those experiences successful. So now that I have shared all of that, if I'm forgetting something, it's just going to have to wait until... wait until the anniversary episode because I feel like I've talked enough but now I really want to tell you about the guest of this week's episode my 100th guest who's also my cousin Riley I've mentioned in previous episodes having this cousin who graduated high school in 2020 and so whenever I hear about people who had to earn a diploma or wrap up a degree during that year I think of him. And so yeah, Riley is that very same cousin. And I'm gonna sound so old saying this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I remember when he was born, I was in elementary school. (laughs) When he was just a baby, I took photos of him to school to show my classmates and my teachers my new cousin. I was so excited. And now Riley has just finished his second year of college in Cincinnati. He's studying industrial design. So you'll hear him talk about what that is and why he chose it. It's really fascinating. And also earlier this year, he crossed into Alpha Phi Alpha, which is a historical black fraternity, part of the Divine Nine, and the same fraternity that our grandpa is in. So he's continuing that legacy. just in general doing his thing as a college student. I'm proud of him, our family's proud of him, not just for his accomplishments, but for being a really well-rounded human being. And one of the things that has contributed to him being so well-rounded is getting to go on a school trip to Europe in high school. Riley's from Indianapolis and a small group of students and teachers from his high school combined with a couple of other groups from high schools in other states. And together, they all went on a one-week educational tour of Europe, specifically London, Paris, and Rome. And I knew, I was aware when this was happening, but just never really got a chance to ask Riley about how that went so this was my chance (laughs) so riley told me what all that trip entailed and what he thought about it surprisingly he actually did not want to go his mom my aunt dawn forced him to go (laughs) because she thought it would be good for him and she was right so you know giving credit where credit is due so yeah we talked about riley being forced out of his comfort zone in that way and and it paid off really he got to experience all these different cultural differences not just in europe but within his group as well with other students from different regions of the u.s and he really learned so much that helped him grow as a person and of course he is continuing to grow as a person today and uh, i'm just really excited for y'all to hear from him so Without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy for this 100th episode of Young, Gifted, and Abroad, my interview with my cousin, Riley Conwell. Hi, it's weird. I just saw you like a few years ago and a few years, a few days ago.
1: <laughs> now I'm
2: talking to you virtually.
1: <laughs> it was weird. Uh, yeah. Are
2: you are you back in Cincinnati? Did you make it back up? Okay? Yes,
0: yes I am. Yeah. Okay. I, I got back um Mon not Monday. Sunday. Okay. So yeah, I got back for class just in time.
2: Oh awesome. Awesome. How's summer school
0: going? It's going fine. It's not too bad. I mean, this is my first time ever having summer school, so it's kind of weird. But like, I mean, it's an interesting experience. It's way more people on campus than I usually thought it would be.
2: Oh, so okay. It's kind of a
0: plus and a minus. Yeah. But, I mean, it's fine. Of course, I can always go back home if I want to. I'm not too far away. Right. So it's not bad.
2: Yeah. Are you in summer school, like, the whole summer? Or is it just, like, I don't know, until, like, July or something? No, mine is
0: for the whole summer. So it's, like, up until, like, August sixth, I believe. Hey, so it's just okay. at the at the end of, at the, or like at the start of fall semester. So.
2: Oh wow, thanks. So you're. Well, I hope you can. <laughs> Since you don't get to have the summer off, but hopefully you can still find enjoyment here and there. I don't know what your plans are, but you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I've
0: always I, I found found enough so far. You know? Okay. So I can try and manage and. Finish out the the second half. I mean, it's actually kind of crazy how fast the semester is going. So I'm oh. like a third of the way done. So
1: okay, well,
2: good. Um, well, you know, thanks for agreeing to be a guest on this podcast. I um, this episode is a big deal because first of all, you're on it. The <laughs> irreplaceable Riley Conwell is on it. And and this is also episode 100.
0: Number you know? 100. I remember when you started it, too. I you do? When you started it. I do. It was, it was a minute ago. Yeah, I remember when you started it. I was like, uh-oh, she's about to do a podcast. I wish I could be on it someday.
2: Oh, really? I didn't even know. I figured you'd be too cool to be on it. That's why I didn't ask oh, you no. until just recently. No,
0: no, no. I, I, I like podcasts. I don't usually listen to a lot of them or watch a lot of them if they're, like, online or something, but the few that I do watch or or listen to, they're actually very entertaining. Like, I usually will listen to it or do something, like, while I'm doing my work or when I'm, like, I don't know, just when I have downtime. Mm -hmm. I might just listen to a podcast or something like that, and they're actually very interesting. I'm starting to get more into it, so I'm not opposed to it.
2: Oh, well, that's awesome. It's good to know. Um, I'm glad I did finally get around to asking you. Yeah, and I'm really... Happy to be reaching this milestone with um, with you involved. It means a lot to me. So, again, I appreciate you agreeing to be a part of it.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Thank you for inviting me. I actually appreciate it, too, for such a big milestone. Yeah. i, if I can live up to the hype. Oh,
2: please. Please. My cousin is a big deal. So, you know, it, it it's fitting that you would be. Guest number one hundred, so it's all good. Yeah, so why don't we start with you introducing yourself a bit, if you don't mind, for people who don't know you.
0: <laughs> uh, my name is Riley Conwell. I'm a second year industrial design major at the University of Cincinnati, I'm in the School of DAP. You know, the world-renowned School of DAP, which is design, architecture, art, and planning. Um, I'm very glad to be here. I'm glad to be on this podcast, you know, with my cousin Danielle. (laughs) Known her since I was a little child. (laughs) (laughs) It's always good. It's always good to to talk to her. I mean, some other accolades I guess I can acknowledge. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Let's see. Well, of course, I just crossed into the fraternity of Alpha Phi Alpha, fraternity incorporated, Mm -hmm. um, Alpha Alpha chapter at the University of Cincinnati glad to be a part of my brothers 1906 like, yeah. know, and beyond. What else do I have? Uh, I'm a part of the ambassador program in my school. I'm actually on the board, the head of the training program. So we, for this summer, we're trying to get a training program started to get more ambassadors involved and more engaged in the actual school so that prospective students, when they come through the school, um, they have somebody they can look up to and talk to and gain more information to see if they really want to pursue this, which... I think most of the people that go through do. Of course, the program is very hard to get into, but hmm. I, I think we do a good job of training. I mean, and, yeah, it's just a few. It's just a few. I, I, I can list off a few more if I have one more time. But uh, <laughs> No, that's just a few. I mean, that's just a little get-to-know-me session.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know your, your list of accolades are very long. Um, if you wanted <laughs> to share more of them, you're welcome to because that's part of the reason why we're here is to... Highlight you so I mean, or I'm sure you know we can talk about them them some more uh, later on too in the conversation. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's an awesome place to start. This ambassador program is this for is this for your fraternity or is this for your the for DAP? What's oh the- no yeah
0: yeah so it's just it's just for my school in general. Oh, okay, um, so like the school of DAP, we have our own ambassador board. Well, we have our own like governing like actual gov- student government board, I think it's called DAP Tribunal. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like the official student government, I believe, of our school. But this ambassador board, like, it's for people who want to sort of be the first people that high school students see when they come visit the school. I so see. that's uh, that's the main goal of being the DAP ambassador. You're the first person that they come in contact with and you're supposed to give them the the, the positives and some of the negatives. Of course, mm-hmm. you don't want to just have all the positives. but
1: Yeah.
0: Um, we want to give them the reality of like the school and show them like what, what they would be doing while they're in school here. So that's the whole point of the ambassadors and the ambassador board is just a select few of us who thought that we could incorporate ourselves into making the whole overall experience of being an ambassador better.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, I believe there's five list, five or six of us. And, um, we all have our different roles of course like I said I'm the head of the training mm-hmm. and my goal is to actually get more ambassadors engaged in all the schools that we have in our actually all the programs that we have in our school I
1: see. not just
0: the programs that everybody's in so you can be more knowledgeable more informative whenever you're on a tour with a student or a parent has a question about this school like what what do they do what would I need to buy or something like that that's what we're here for
2: I see okay Wait, one second My mic was slipping. Okay, anyhow. (laughs) um, Okay, yeah, so you, you know, give people, uh, prospective students and their parents, like, as true as possible uh, an idea of what to expect if they decide to attend DAP. So, yes. yeah, I get that. That makes sense. Um, So, part of uh, why we're here, besides to relish in your many, many accolades, is also to (laughs) talk about... When you went to Europe in high school, Ooh. um, I mean, how did this come about? How did you <laughs> learn learn about this trip, and why did you decide to go on that on oh. this trip?
0: See, that question is kind of interesting because uh, originally I didn't want to go on the trip. That's mm. just that's that's the whole reality of it. I was <laughs> um, in high school. I really just wanted to get it over with. I was one of those students that wanted to get high school over with and move on to the next stage. But mm. um, my mom, you know, my mom, she, she's going to be herself. And she's going to push me to get out of my comfort zone, yeah. out of the box. And so, yeah, so she pushed me to sign up for it. And, of course, she was friends with one of the teachers um, at our school. It was actually a program through my school, mm-hmm. um, my high school, where there's some select students that would be able to go on a trip and she was actually friend with, friends with one of the teachers that would be the counselor over us while we were on the trip. Of course, we had got, gotten in contact with her, and she was telling me all these great things about her students in the past. I was like, yeah, okay, cool. But how would my experience be like theirs? I don't know if I'm going to have the same experience. I'm going to have the same amount of fun, this and that. Mm-hmm. I was just down yet. I just didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just didn't want to go. But I was pushed into going. We went to the information session, and Little by little, I'm, i was. I was getting more interested. It's. It, it's like one of those things where you dip your toe in the water. You want to get in the pool more. Hmm. So um, as I as I went to more information sessions, as the days got closer, I was kind of getting more interested. Kind of getting more anxious. Wanted to. Wanted to at least experience it for a little bit. You know I mean, it's not like I can just go to Europe for like a second and instantly fly back. I'd have to go for like however long we were there, which I believe was a week. Mm-hmm. so it was a week-long commitment and I just wanted to make sure I was ready for it and so of course I'm, I I went there and I, I'm glad I did I'm glad I did
2: yeah so you went from not wanting to go to being glad that you went and you beat me to it because I was going to ask I wasn't sure if my memory <laughs> served me correctly or not I was going to ask if it was something you wanted to do or something on Don made you do because <laughs> I could have sworn I remember her saying something about he's going to go whether he wants to or not cause- oh yeah
0: <laughs> yep, yep, she definitely said that. She said that many times to me and everybody else. She, she told me I was going. It's not like I had an option. I mean, it, it's not like I, I could choose if I wanted to go or not. I, yeah. I had to go. I mm-hmm. was—I literally was made to go. Mm-hmm. And I going I thank her for it at the end of the day. Yeah, and I appreciate it.
2: Yeah, I'm sure you know if she wanted to, you know, broaden your horizons and maybe even I don't know if you had already started applying for school or were thinking about applying for school at that point, but I'm sure it would have helped with your college apps as well. Like I'm sure she was mm-hmm. trying to, you know, help you be even more Use this experience to help you be even more well-rounded than you already were. But I can also understand how it felt like, oh man, like, why are you making me do this? I don't want (laughs) to do
0: this. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. She told me. She told me. She was like, this is an opportunity that not a lot of students would get to to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have the opportunity. You're going. Yeah. I appreciate it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it worked out in the end.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it all worked out. I mean, it, I couldn't blame her for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I if she was in my shoes, I bet you she'd go in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I thank her for letting me, or for both her and my dad, for allowing me to take that trip. Because it really did expand my horizon. It really broadened
2: it. Yeah. Did you already have your passport before you went on the trip, or did you have to get it in preparation I, for going on the trip? I did. I did have my
0: passport because we had been on a few cruises before. Not okay. a few. I'd say a couple. Not a few. No. Uh, a couple cruises before. And so I had already been out out te- technically out the country before. So I had gotten my passport.
2: Okay. So, so it wasn't your first time, but um, was this the first time without, without like your parents? Because I don't Uncle Rod, neither of your parents went, right? I don't know if there were any parent Mm -hmm. chaperones or anything, but they didn't go with you, right? No. No.
0: This was actually my first time like travelling for a long distance without my parents and it was pretty daunting, you know, I'm not gonna lie. you you may like after some amount of time, you you think that you don't wanna be like with your parents every everywhere, like everywhere you go, but like once you're away from them, you you get that feeling of like, wow, I really, I really do miss them. Like it it mm-hmm. feels so much different without them there, and it's hard to adjust. Yeah. So I mean, I I did go for the first time without them, but at the same time, I had the chaperones rooms that were on the trip with us. At least from my group, uh, we'll get to that later, probably. But mm-hmm. like the experience about it, but um, the actual shopper rooms in my group. Or close with my parents, and uh, okay. I formed some relationships with them, so I could definitely trust them. So it kind of made it less less scary. Right. But it still it's still is an experience.
2: Yeah, yeah. Especially that age, traveling without your parents uh, for the first time, and going so far. That makes sense. That it's um might be a, a tough adjustment. So you said this was a week long trip. Um, yes and was this already planned out by the time you joined like did students get any input on like where in europe this this trip went to um no okay. so
0: like they were already set around the certain dates that we had gone mm-hmm. so that was already in motion so we already we were the plan was to go to these places already
2: okay and and where where did you go on this trip so we went to london england paris france and rome italy
1: Okay, I think I said those correctly,
2: and okay, so that was split over a week. you went to those three places, okay, um yes, and in that in that order, I assume in that order?
0: yes, it was in that order, okay, yes,
2: so because it's um a school trip, I'm assuming it's mostly for cultural exposure, right um, uh-huh. but we all also was there any other uh, any other sort of objective for the trip, or we all like? Given an assignment or anything as part of the trip.
0: Oh, there was there, the only thing that I could see that we were supposed to do mm. was just immerse ourselves in the experience outside of just the states. Okay, that's the whole goal, I believe. Um, I don't think there was another alternate assignment, but I, I did, I did get immersed in the different cultures. Like it definitely felt completely different from whatever I experienced here. Yeah. So yeah.
2: How, how was it different? Do you remember like what, oh,
0: really, um, what really
2: struck you as being different from what you're used to? Well, one, the
0: language. Hmm. i would be honest. It's completely different. Um, so if I break it down, uh, I was going to do this eventually, but mm-hmm. if I break it down, it was our group. Our group, I believe we had like seven. I believe yeah, it was around that, that amount of people. And that was our group. But we also had linked up with i believe two other groups in that same time who were also on the same tour but they were from different states oh so i believe one was from chicago illinois and then one was from somewhere in texas and so we had we were technically like one cohesive group Mm -hmm. but we all had our different like what is it subgroups Mm -hmm. so as one group we all were together but um like we we were also separate in that same way and um, first off, just meeting people from different places in the states is completely different. Um, there, the way they talk is different. The the things that they prefer is different. Like certain foods they prefer is completely different. Mm. That really opened my eyes. Of course, I had been to certain states, but I had been to I had been to the um, Texas before. Mm. And meeting them people from Texas, it was actually pretty fun. I really enjoyed their company. Mm. If I'm not gonna lie, um, that was that was pretty. That was a pretty fun experience. But the overall. Feeling of going to a place like London, um, and just seeing how different. Let's say transportation. Um, transportation is completely different from mm-hmm. like where I'm from, which is Indiana. Indiana, you see a lot more cars. You see a lot more people driving. Yeah. London, everybody takes the tram mm-hmm. or the subway or the train, whichever way you call it. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody takes that everywhere. It's a lot of walking in downtown, and the the buildings are just more compressed. Uh, compared to wherever I am. And, of course, that that may just be because of how their land works, but that's different. The food is different. You know, fish and chips. Fish and chips is a big thing over <laughs> in England.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I, me, personally, I had never had fish and chips before. I thought we were getting actual fish and actual chips. <laughs> but chips defined over there is fries. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, completely different. And it still
1: was good. It was mm-hmm. good
0: regardless. So that's different um when we went to paris certain certain food items were different also you know the big macaroons that was my first time ever having a macaron. Mm-hmm. i believe that's how you say it they, they, i think we got into a little debate about how you say it i believe it's macaroons <laughs> uh correct me if i'm wrong with um that, that was that was actually one of the best desserts i've had in a minute
1: mm. of course
0: it's small but I got like a few. I got like a few of them, and they were gone in like five minutes. That's <laughs> how good they were, especially. Mm. It was just one place. That, they said they all had authentic macarons, and we went there. And I, I, I will be honest, those were amazing. Mm. But yeah, that's different. And um, Rome, Italy, Italy is just beautiful. The, the landscape is amazing. Like when we went to, uh, on the train, we were on another train on the bus. We went from a bus from Paris to Rome, and. We passed through a lot of fields, but it wasn't like the fields that you would see if I was driving from Indiana to Cincinnati, like mm-hmm. I do. There were like fields were like beautiful flowers, homes that are, that are old, but they still look amazing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, just the scenery you can imagine in um, Rome is, it's actually very pretty. Um, I wish I got pictures of those. I had pictures of everything else, but when we were on the train, but yeah. certain things like that really just struck me. I, I really feel like the landscape was a big thing, um, yeah. just in how different they they are, how they're navigating here, and the food also, and also fashion. I'm I'm sort of in fashion, but fashion was also another everything. I was pretty big. I was, mm-hmm. I was different uh, in the certain places that we visited.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. So you were exposed to so many different things in a short period of time. Okay. So I'm trying to piece it together in my mind. You flew from, did you fly out of Indianapolis? Or did you meet, like, the rest of your large group? Yeah, we
0: flew. So we, the original seven of us flew out from Indianapolis to, I believe it was New York. Hmm. I want to say New York. And then we had a little layover. And then we took that plane from New York, I believe, all the way to Heathrow.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, That was about 13 hours. Which is, I went to sleep, but that was actually an amazing, that was an amazing plane ride. I have been more comfortable on a plane than that. Oh, nice. But going to there, that's when we met up with the group. Like, they had all flew from there, certain places, all the way to England, and that's where we met up as a big group.
2: Oh, okay. So you all met up in England. And then I'm assuming yes. you took the, what is it, the Eurostar, that train from London to Paris? Is that how you got to Paris?
0: Yes. Okay. Yes, that is.
2: And then, like you said, you took a bus to Italy and then, I'm assuming, did you fly back from Italy, from Rome to the States? I I believe that's how that worked. Okay. Um, yes. Okay. Yes, uh, yes, that is how it worked
0: because in the actual airport, they had like a whole bunch of designer stores and me and my friend, we were just going around just being amazed at how <laughs> they had these designer stores in the airport. Uh, we ain't <laughs> never seen anything like that. So yeah, we, we did fly from Italy to back to the states
2: okay okay cool yeah i was just trying to get a picture of how you got from place to place so um uh-huh. did you have like you said you know y'all were there to you know experience the cultures get exposed to them and like learn about them um through just like being immersed there did y'all have any assistance and especially in like uh, paris and rome did you have any like anyone there to Guide you or interpret?
0: Yes. Our faithful tour guide. Yes. (laughs) Yes. We had one tour guide that would guide us through all... She actually guided us through all three places that we went through. Mm. Um, She was with us from London all the way to Paris. Or not... London all the way to Rome. I'm sorry. And she spoke... I believe she spoke Irish. I believe she had an Irish accent. Mm. And she was with us from that time all the way to italy and she was actually a great tour guide and she helped us she helped us get immersed in wherever we went because she had certain places that she would take us to like she wouldn't just take us to any random spot of course we had times where we would go and we could go wherever we wanted to eat or to shop or stuff like that but
1: mm-hmm.
0: um she had set places that she um she had organized to help us get immersed in like the actual experience or the authentic experience of wherever we were So she was a great tour guide. I really appreciate her for that.
1: Mm. Okay, yeah.
2: Um, Do you? I know you said you didn't want to go initially, (laughs) but did (laughs) you know once it was set in stone that you were going? Did you have any of the the three places you were going to? Were you looking forward to any one of them more than the others? Yes. Um.
0: Well, let's see. I really, I really say. That's a great question. I I can't really pick one that I was, well, I'd say I I was looking forward to to London the most because of the accents.
1: Mm.
0: I don't know. I just always liked the accents over there. That was one thing I was really really looking forward to, just hearing them authentically. Mm -hmm. But as I went through, I really saw how each place had its own way of, each place could be number one, easily. Mm -hmm. It's just how you look at the perspective of it. I mean, of course, you have London with the accents and the uh, soccer or football, as they call it. That's mm-hmm. really big over there. Well, it's big all, all the way in Europe, but that's huge over there. Um, Paris, you know, it's it's a really amazing tourist place. You know, you have the Eiffel Tower. I believe is the Louvre. I I I'm, I don't want to get it wrong, but I believe the Louvre is in Paris.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: mm-hmm. that was that was actually the museum. I usually don't. I don't like. I wouldn't say I wouldn't like going to museums, but it's just not my cup of tea. Mm. But when I went there, I was actually amazed at all the artwork and stuff that they had. And it's huge. It's mm-hmm. actually a huge museum.
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah, the tourist attractions over there is actually amazing, and then the 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 views that you get from Rome, it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, one thing that did happen over there, I don't know. I'm just kind of going off topic, but one thing that did happen over there was um, when we were going through the Colosseum. Mm-hmm. Like we were actually touring the actual Colosseum, like the Roman Colosseum, the the great uh, fighting place for all the the big wars and stuff like that. Yeah, or the fake wars as they call it.
2: But, the gladiators uh, and stuff. When that we kind were of thing?
0: Going, the gladiators, the gladiators, the sea wars and stuff that they had over there. We were actually touring that, hmm. and so when we got through, like as soon as we stepped outside the Colosseum, it started pouring down raining. Hmm. and everybody just ran to hide somewhere but that was just such a funny experience and that really i don't know that really clicked something in us. like while everybody was just hiding sitting under trees and stuff like that um everybody was just laughing and we were all having fun
1: yeah and
0: i really saw how like even though we also were from different states and different parts of the country and stuff like that we all were just unified in that one moment, and we all just laughed together, and we, we had our fun together. And I really saw that happen. That mm-hmm. was actually, that was actually pretty fun. Yeah. I just that's- wanted to mention that. But.
2: No, that's good. That's actually really touching. Getting rained on, but still like <laughs> enjoying the moment together.
0: Uh huh. That's really yeah. nice. We yeah. actually, um, some of us after after we got off the trip or well, during the trip, we actually mm-hmm. had a group chat. Some of us from the different parts of the country so like some of us from texas some of us chicago or some of us from indiana mm-hmm. uh, we actually were in a group chat and we actually carried the group chat on for a, a hot minute it was actually pretty fun of course every group chat has to off if you don't get the chance to meet up again if yeah. you're so far away but it was actually pretty fun to to actually have some friends from outside the country that you actually met that still live in the same technical part as you
2: yeah so you all kept in touch <laughs> after the trip that's nice yeah but you mm-hmm. said y'all that kind of fizzled out after some time. Y'all aren't still in touch.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we know to usually keep in touch more. Yeah, it's been a minute since we've last typed in that group chat, of course. But I mean, I still, I still, I still would consider them some some of my friends.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it depends on what you define as friends. Friends is like people that you have like a moment with. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because those are, those are the first people I've met like outside the country.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I still qualify them as people that I w- I wouldn't mind seeing.
2: Yeah, you know, people you know go their separate ways or follow their separate paths, and time goes on. Like you said, it's been a while, but you still have those moments together and those memories together that are precious. So mm-hmm. yeah, I can see how you still. Um, See them as, um, as your friends in your, in your mind. You still cherish them and the times you had together. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. get that. Yeah. It's good that you not only were able to get along with all these, uh, students from, you know, other states, but, you know, you had these bonding moments here and there Mm -hmm. that made it even more of a, an enjoyable experience. So that's good. It's really good to hear. Mm -hmm. And so, wait, so from your school, so from you, from your school, it was only like seven people.
1: Yeah,
0: they could only take a limited amount. They weren't going to take, like, 50. I okay. That much. It was only a limited amount of people that could actually go.
2: Ah, uh, I see. Okay. Okay. So that... Okay. That... Because okay. <laughs> I had I had assumed it was, like, one of those larger trips where, you, you know, they take mm-hmm. a whole bunch of students from one school. But, you yeah. know, if it was, like, only so many spots for students from... Um, From your school, I can understand a little more why Aunt Dawn was so adamant about it (laughs) since there were only so many places, so many spots, you know? exactly. Okay, wow. Yeah, and so y'all from your school and the other schools, y'all were all in a huge group together. Okay. Do you remember anything that was like, I mean, of course, don't want to dwell on the negative, but do you remember besides missing your parents, if there was anything that was like, Really challenging, or something that you really didn't like about about that Euro trip? Uh, I don't
0: know. Mm. I I would say I don't. I would say there's nothing that I wouldn't say I don't like that much about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All in all, it was actually a great experience for me. Um, I just say it was very hard to find. People that look like me over there. Sometimes mm. that's actually um, now that I think about it, it was not a lot of people that looked like me over there. And of course, I know it's it's Europe, of course, yeah. But it still was kind of disheartening to see like how less people, less the less the amount of people that look like me are over there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I mean, I still enjoyed it either way. Yeah, um, I had my fun. I felt safe. I didn't feel like I was being outcast against. Um, I didn't have any uh, out of the blue experiences that would uh, definitely concerned me. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's just a feeling. That's just a feeling I would have.
2: Yeah. Uh, even in London and Paris, I feel like they get they're so renowned for being like diverse. But even yeah, in London and Paris, you didn't see a lot of people who looked like you.
0: I I I don't know. It might just be. It might just be my memory, but from what I recall it's not as many people yeah. as I would have expected. Huh. I mean I'm not I'm not expecting the streets to be flooded. I it's just um the amount of people that I saw and the ratio of it mm-hmm. it just kinda didn't match up to what I was hoping for. Yeah. I mean I still saw a few. I mean it made me smile whenever I saw somebody that looked like me but kinda still disheartened me. That's it though.
2: I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, it wasn't um <laughs> you know like arguing with your memory of things it's just like i i know those are like especially with i can't speak for italy cuz i haven't been but i know london and uh-huh. paris like i don't know maybe i just only happen to <laughs> cuz <'Cause> when i <laughs> cuz when i travel i like um like instinctively without realizing it looking for other black people other people of color uh-huh. so maybe i was just hyper aware of how many there were so to me maybe it felt more diverse in the areas that i was uh-huh. going to than it actually was but yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, but
0: I, it, it might just be because my memory is lacking, or because I'm only thinking about the people in the group that I went with. Mm-hmm. It was only a few of us, but oh I mean, yeah, I even still within your group, it either way, yeah.
2: Ah, okay. So even within your group, there weren't a whole lot. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. I see.
0: It didn't dwindle the the actual experience, though. Okay. I actually enjoyed it a lot, but yeah. It but would have been it would have been completely different if there was more people like me.
2: It's like something you can't help noticing. Like it's not yeah. like you said, even though you had an amazing time, it's just like oh okay. Like you can't you can't help but take notice of things like that. Okay, exactly. Yeah. So when so when you came back, were you like? thanking your mom for pushing you or (laughs) did you or were you like telling her your stories and showing showing you know her and uncle rad photos and stuff did you feel the sense of like having to eat your words about not wanting to
0: go in the first place (laughs) oh yeah no i was definitely showing them photos i was i was pretty glad Mm
1: -hmm.
0: i was glad that they sent me and uh, i don't know something about me changed when i went over there i took a whole bunch of photos like I took hundreds of photos. And I usually... I'm a person that doesn't take many photos, if any. hmm So, that just shows you the experience that I had over there. But, yeah, I was showing her all the photos, everything that I took, everything that I got. I actually got them souvenirs. Each person in my family, I got souvenirs. Aww. And I, I really... I think I did think for her first. Mean, I don't know if I said it, though. Yeah. I might have just, just gave her, like, the look... That so like, yeah thank you for sending me i really enjoyed it but i didn't i don't think i actually told her
2: yeah she understood she knew what was yeah. what
1: oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah
2: oh man okay um oh i forgot to ask do you were there any like favorite foods you remember eating on that trip
0: you know one thing i don't I do want to point out before i even get to this
1: mm-hmm.
0: i really didn't think that I didn't believe that people, like, the actual sauce and stuff, or the cheese on pizza and stuff, that's completely different over here than in Italy.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Like, pizza over there is completely different. I think it's just, you actually have the dough, and then you have the sauce, and then you put whatever you want on it. I don't think cheese is, like, an actual staple of being on the pizza over there. Mm. Pretty interesting. It still was good. Yeah. It it was was interesting to see that, but I'd say my favorite... My favorite had to be the macarons, mm. without a doubt. And mm-hmm. I know, people, I know you can make them over here. I know they're easy to make or this and that. But it was just something about the ones that I got in Paris that it was like I have never had something that tastes this good.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. and
0: that's probably my favorite food item from that whole trip.
2: I mean, I mean they are they are really good, and sometimes you can't. Even if you can replicate something, sometimes you can't beat having it in the place that it comes from, you know? Yeah. So, um, that
0: might be true. And,
2: oh, yeah, you mentioned fish and chips. I meant to ask, did they serve peas with your fish and chips?
0: Yes, they did. They did? <laughs> yes, they did. I don't recall if I ate them or not. Oh, okay. I might have just ate the, the fish and the chips, I don't recall ever eating the peas or something.
2: Okay, because I didn't know, I had had, I mean, I knew what fish and chips was, but I didn't know the peas was like a common thing they served in it when I was mm-hmm. in the And I hate peas, but I didn't want to be rude, <laughs> you know? So I ate them. It wasn't that bad. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, like, y'all eat this by choice? Like, why yeah, would you I... ruin a perfectly good dish with peas? <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: it's, I told you, the culture's completely different. Yeah. I mean, you can't... You, you can't beat it. You can't beat having peas with some fries on the side.
2: Yeah. So, um, okay. So, yeah, I just wanted to ask about that, because when you mentioned fish and chips, I remembered that. But that's, you know, my own hang-up about peas. Really can't stand that. But <laughs> <laughs> from, their, from their side of things, I'm sure it makes perfect sense. Um, oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely.
2: Um, and I don't know. Do did they, did they continue to have this trip? Because I don't know if, if like... Ryan, he didn't go on a similar trip, did he?
0: I don't know no, if they kept going. Okay, Is I that- know that um, they were planning on going to they're planning on going to Africa. I believe the year after I I went, hmm. but I don't know if that was canceled due to COVID
1: oh, or yeah.
0: not. But I know that they were planning, but I I'm not sure if they actually had the trip.
2: Cause what year did you go? Did you go in? What year was it
0: that you I went? went um, I believe I was leading into my senior year. Okay. Uh, I believe that was twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen,
2: like in the summer. Yes. Summer twenty nineteen. Oh yeah. So yeah, I probably would have been canceled if they had something planned for the next year.
1: Uh,
2: um. Okay. Yeah. I, I only brought <laughs> uh brought Ryan up because I didn't know if like. Part of the reason Uncle or Aunt Don was, you know, pushing you to go was to like be an example to your brother, if that even was a factor or not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, I think it it kind of was probably because when I came back and she saw me, I had so much of the, uh so much, so many photos, so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. I think she kind of was preparing for him to go, but of course, he didn't have the chance to go.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: but. I think that was I think that was in her plans somewhat.
2: Yeah. If it could have happened without the you know the uh Pippi longstocking cancelling everything then <laughs> then it, he might have been out there, you know, going overseas too.
1: hmm Okay. Yeah.
2: Do you have any um you know, now that you have traveled outside of the country and, you know, you're in college now, do you have any Desire to study abroad while you're in college.
0: Um, I've had I've had thoughts about it. Hmm. Um, I just recently went to this. What is it? This his job um, presentation for P and G, and P and G actually has hmm. um, some places overseas that they um, that they have actual offices in,
1: hmm. like some
0: in Germany and stuff like that, and so. It's kind of like sparked my interest. I know that it would be interesting to actually go over there for a whole semester, Mm -hmm. not just like a week. Like for months would be a whole different type of experience. And I think it would benefit. So I've definitely had some thoughts about it. But I don't know how far far I'm going to take it. Of -hmm. course, if I tell my mom, she might make me, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but (laughs) we'll we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I, I definitely have some thoughts about it, though.
2: Yeah, and you still have time to to figure it out. Um, But uh, yeah, I just figured I'd ask since you... Because a lot of people, like their first time going abroad is in college, if they Mm -hmm. are able to study abroad or do an internship abroad or volunteer abroad, whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. But since you already have that experience, even before going on the trip, like you said, you've been on cruises and stuff. Since you've already been to places outside of the States, I was just curious as to if you had thoughts about doing that again while you're um, in college. So, but yeah, if you do decide to go, that'll be really exciting. If you don't, that's fine too. Um, mm-hmm. And I know you've got a tons of exciting things going on here, stateside, even without like studying abroad or not studying abroad, but you know, we'll see. It's up in the yeah. air. We'll see
1: Definitely. what you
2: end up doing. Um Oh, did you have to fundraise for the, the, the Europe trip?
0: uh oh, a school? little bit a little bit yeah we 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 had to fundraise a little bit um because it's not it's not cheap to go over there mm-hmm. um, definitely so yeah we did have to raise a little money to go actually go over there
2: do you remember like what you had to do like did you have specific like fundraising events or was it just like up to each person to meet a certain Quota for fundraising? Do you remember how that went? Um, I believe it was just up to each
0: person. I don't think it was like a group effort. Mm. I believe it was up to each person for them to be able to financially fund the whole trip.
1: Mm.
2: Okay. And when what well, we just mentioned, you know, uh, studying abroad Maybe in the cards for you, remains to be seen. But in general, you know, are there places in the world like other countries, or even domestically? Is there anywhere on your mind that you would like to travel to in the future?
0: Um, you know what? I don't know. Personally, I just, I would just like to travel in general. Mm-hmm. I don't really have a set place that I would want to travel right now. Um Traveling in general is just, it's just, I go with the flow. Yeah. No matter what, because I just know i have a good experience wherever I go. So it's not like I have a set place. I just... I just want to travel somewhere eventually.
2: Okay, yeah. I remember oh, I saw on Instagram like a while ago you had gone to like Minnesota, and I was like, "Oh, Riley's in Minnesota." <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> that seems random, but I'm good. He's I'm glad he's getting out there. You know.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So me and my friends we had planned this trip over the summer. Yeah. Originally we were we were supposed to go somewhere else, I think, but all of a sudden they settled on Minnesota. Why? I do not know why they wanted to travel to Minnesota. Hmm. It was the most random spot. But what I think it was was for the Mall of America. Ah. And That's I mean, that, that place is, yeah, Oh, it's still open. And that place is, it's, it's a whole experience in itself. The fact that there's a mall with an amusement park,
1: hmm.
0: that alone is crazy. <laughs> um, but also the fact that they they were having a lot of stuff going on in there. Um, it's like three levels, whole bunch of story. Any story you can think of is in there. But I think that was pretty much the whole whole goal of going there. In general, we actually had a great experience. We went paintballing, movie nights, stuff like that. Pretty fun. Yeah. I did not think I was gonna enjoy Minnesota like that, but apparently <laughs> I did. So
2: Yeah. It surprised you with um <laughs> how fun it could actually be. <laughs> it
0: did. It yeah. did by a mile.
2: Oh, that's good. I haven't been to Minnesota either because I think I also have this idea that it's not much to do, but it's like, I don't know. You got the Mall of America, Princess from there, they got, Uh like, lakes and stuff. I don't know. There's There's probably a lot more going for it than I'm giving it credit for. Um, Yeah, I'm glad you had a nice time. Uh Um, As for going to Europe, do you have any advice for people who, especially young people who are might be interested in going to Europe or have the opportunity to go like you did, do you have any advice Mm -hmm. for how to make the most of experiences like that?
0: Uh, Yes. I would definitely say to be open. Mm. Um, One, not just to be open to going, but let's say that you do get there. Be open to having experiences that you wouldn't normally have back home.
1: Mm.
0: Because I know that me personally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be open to going overseas anytime, but now I am. So, mm-hmm. first off, that just shows how, how like being open can change your whole perspective on how effective something will be at broadening your your horizons. Yeah. But also, some of the the places that I went, some of the experiences that I had was I was open to open to talk. Uh, me, I'm not somebody who likes to talk that much. I don't usually like to to chat that much with other people, but. Mm. If, if there's if there's something that will definitely benefit me, it was definitely the networking. Um, mm. Just getting getting open to talk to people, just talking to people that even though they might not be like they might not be like a CEO of a company or something like that, they could just be like some somebody who's also in high school with you. Um, just being open and talking to them, sharing your experiences, learning from them. Yeah, um, that can definitely broaden your experience. Um, also, I'd say manage your money. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, that's a big thing. Over there, I think I, I think I, I thought I was I was, I was was amazing with all the money that I had and all the stuff that I could buy.
1: But mm-hmm.
0: one thing I did learn, um, and one thing I'm really good at, I, I believe I'm good at myself, is managing my money. Mm-hmm. Um, I only spend it on something that I really, either really, really want or stuff that I need. The stuff that like, add-ons can wait. So mm-hmm. if you're over there there's something that you really, really want, don't be afraid to buy it. But just know that you have to have somewhere to eat and you have to have somewhere to go back home. Mm-hmm. So that, that's that's just the advice I think, idea.
2: Yeah, those are all really um, important things to think about, especially the prioritizing what to spend on and what not to spend on. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I'm also, Lord have mercy, I'm forgetting all the things. I forgot to ask about like where you stayed when you were in Europe. Um, were you oh, in hotels yeah. the whole time?
0: Um. Yes. Well, technically, yes. I I know that we stayed in the hotels for like a, a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe one. Th- no, actually, we stayed in hotels the whole time, but they were already planned out. They had already been like reserved and everything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, we already had our certain rooms already assigned to us, so it was already pretty organized. But, um, one thing that we did pretty well as a as a whole group was being connected. Mm-hmm. So at times where we had downtime, where we were in the hotels, uh, groups of us would go like go out to like balconies or sit out like in chairs outside of the actual hotel and just talk and kind of kind of unite ourselves and kind of listen to each other, have mm-hmm. fun, crack jokes and stuff like that. But yeah, we we stayed in the hotels pretty much the whole time.
1: Okay.
2: Oh, goodness. I'm remembering. Okay, two more questions about your Europe experience <laughs> that I forgot that I had. Obviously, y'all had chaperones because y'all were, you know, high schoolers. Uh, y'all were minors. Uh-huh. Did you ever have periods where y'all could just, like, explore on your own? Or was there always someone supervising you?
0: Uh, yeah, so there were periods of time where we, we would go around a certain area. I mean, we, wouldn't, we weren't allowed to just roam around the whole city mm-hmm. because the city's huge and you wouldn't be able to get back in time. But um we were allowed to run. We had like two or three people assigned to uh, each other.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So at least you have somebody, uh, you have some partners that you're not like on your own or by yourself. And that somebody can always be there for you if uh, something bad happens. Uh, we had times where we were allowed to go like certain places and things like that. One thing that I was glad was I did go like some of the stores and uh, places that they had, Mm -hmm. like I actually went to like an actual big Louis store. This was a Louis store in Paris. Mm. And that was, that was, uh, I couldn't describe to you what was going on in that store. They had everything in there, (laughs) like pieces of clothing that you didn't even think they would create. They had in there. So Mm -hmm. um, that was just an experience in its own right there. But yeah, we were allowed to go to different places, see different tourist attractions, um, watch people on the street do uh, certain stuff like like if they were breakdancing or having some event or something like that. We definitely watched that. So mm. yeah, we we were allowed to uh, move around. It's not like you're constrained. Okay. Um, you're just allowed to you're allowed to go to certain places for a certain limit. Yeah. You
1: don't
0: want to be you don't want to be too far away.
2: Yeah, within reason, you know. <laughs> yes. That makes sense. Um and then <laughs> you were talking about, you know, what you had learned um, or, you know, the advice that you had for people to make the best, exp- uh, the best out of travel experiences like the one that you had. Uh, do you remember if Aunt Dawn or Uncle Rod were like giving you advice, like <laughs> telling you what to look out for, what to be aware of? I feel <laughs> like I could imagine, especially Aunt Dawn being like, Now make sure you do this, and don't do this, and don't be talking to these people, such and such. But oh, I don't yeah. know. Am yeah. I making that up? I don't know if I'm <laughs> imagining No, you're that. not
0: making that up. No. They <laughs> definitely they definitely did that. Cause it's a parent thing. A parent thing, they want you to be safe. Mm-hmm. But they definitely that. They definitely gave me, like, don't go to this place, don't go to that place, don't be by yourself, don't take handouts from strangers, stuff like that, all the normal stuff. But mm. um, it also comes with common sense,
1: mm.
0: knowing what's good and what's not, knowing where to go and where don't go. Certain stuff is going to be, it's going to already seem dangerous, so don't go do it. Yeah. Unless you have uh, supervision from somebody else, so.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Well, this is a question I just had. um, It doesn't really have anything to do with your European trip. It's just something I've been curious about is that, um, you know, like you said, you're studying industrial design. And like you said, you also just, it was a few months ago, like back in March, you crossed. Uh And so you're in Alpha Phi Alpha now. And I just am curious about how you balance everything that you're doing, (laughs) like, in school, (laughs) like, you're, like, with your studies, and then also, there's, like, a, there's, isn't there, like, a work element to your studies as well? Like, it's not, you're not just, like, in class all the time, and then on top of that being uh, in the fraternities, like, how do you balance it all? I'm just really
1: curious, that's all.
0: (laughs) It takes a lot of time, I will say. Um, Mm. It's very important. I think that's something I'm proud of, over the past few years, I've definitely gotten better on my time management.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, my program, I'm in, mean, it takes a lot of my time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely don't want it to just be about, about school and where, of course, a fraternity takes up a lot of my time too. But it's just being able to balance that. It takes a lot of work and a lot of time management. Knowing when you have the downtime to actually rest and recover and relax and when you need to get something done. And mm-hmm. like also having something set out in your mind. Typically, I'll have. I have like time set in my mind to where um, I have like a daily calendar set up in my brain. Um,
1: yeah. Don't
0: ask me how, but um, I have certain times I have a sign to where I need to get like this amount of done in this allotted amount of time so that I can have enough time to transfer and do this and then have enough time to rest and eat and sleep and stuff like that. So just being able to understand that you need to have great time management in order to accomplish certain things that you wanted to do, mm-hmm. but then also being able to understand that your, your life is just not about school.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you're not just defined by school. You're defined by being able to do what you can um, outside of school, like making friends, going out, having fun. Yeah. Of course, that's what college is also about. You know, it, it's, a, it's a lot about school, but it's also a lot about uh, finding yourself and finding your uh, About finding out where your your click is, where your niche is. So, Mm. it takes a lot of time management, but it also it's also going to pay off in the end. I know that
2: for sure. Yeah, like you said, it's not just about school; it's also about just like life experience and growing Mm -hmm. as a person. So, and (laughs) while while I'm in the midst of asking questions that I should have mentioned or asked earlier in our conversation, um, just so just so people know, what exactly is industrial design, and why did you decide to Study that.
0: Oh, I love this question. I get asked this question a lot. <laughs> um, so industrial design is really the, it's the nature of designing your everyday products. So mm-hmm. the, the phone or laptop that you're watching this on or that we're talking on,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, the shoes that you wear every day, the chair you're sitting in, anything you can think of, really, besides like buildings, stuff like that. The cars that you're driving, the buses, all that. That's all designed by industrial designers. Mm-hmm. or typically designed by industrial designers. It's um it's not just defined by that, but that's typically what people are doing. we we're, we're our goal is to make people's lives and how they use products more efficient and faster to use and more fun to use, basically. Mm-hmm. So that's really the main goal of an industrial designer. Like the way I got to that is I, I really wanted to be an architect when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I played with a lot of building blocks, I played with a lot of Legos, all that stuff. I really enjoyed building stuff and really seeing how stuff came together and how you design it, how things can be different if you just add a pop of color to it. Yeah. It's really what uh, interested me. And so I looked into that. I looked more into architecture. And once I did a little more research in architecture, I found out all the requirements that were required to be an architect and how much responsibility is with an architect and um, how much it's going to take like time to make the amount of money that I would desire to make. And I really shied away from that. And I really started to look more into UX design, user experience design, which is the design of how people inter- interact with interfaces and stuff like that. Mm. Um, that's really where I started to look into. And I really got into that. But then I was like, I wanted to combine like the art of building with the art of UX design. Mm. And that's really where I found industrial design. It's kind of like a mix between the both, of course. It's more building than like interface design because you're not typically using the technology side of it, but you can incorporate technology into um, industrial design. But it's mm-hmm. really where I wanted to go. It's, it's a happy medium be- between where I wanted to go when I was younger and where um, I wanted to be now. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely. I'm definitely enjoying it.
2: Oh, that's good. I'm glad you're enjoying it. And um, yeah, I think I had it stuck in my mind that you. Because I remember when you were interested in architecture and I had assumed, okay, you probably go into that in college. And then I saw your portfolio website and you're like designing like chess boards with condiments on them as, as the chess pieces and like uh. shoes and bags. I'm like, okay, well, how did he end up doing this? <laughs> but, you know, I get it now and I think it's really cool and I'm glad you're enjoying what you're doing. <laughs> um, yeah, so I hope that Continues to go well for you. And the, the last question I had for you today is where can people reach you or keep up with you online if you'd like them to do so? Uh,
0: yes. So um, I have Twitter, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, all that. Um, my Instagram would be mm-hmm. underscore Riley.c underscore. Twitter is T H E E dot R I L E S. Snapchat is T-H-E dot F-L-A-T-Z. Mm-hmm. Um, those are my three social media platforms. Of course, I have a LinkedIn. I also have a website. Um, if you would like to check out my website, my website is my name. Riley-Conwell.com has my portfolio and everything. Mm-hmm. All the work that I've been working on. It's being updated daily. Yeah. So if you wanted to keep in tune with the work that I'm doing in school, um, how, how I'm doing at school, uh, other things like that. Sort of things that I'm aspiring for. That's definitely a great way to keep in touch with me.
2: So there's your Instagram, your Twitter, your Snapchat, your portfolio, and yes. LinkedIn. If people feel so inclined. Um,
0: yes, yes, my LinkedIn is definitely my name. Also, yeah, yeah. forgot to mention that. But that's okay. yeah, go check out my portfolio, my resume, <laughs> all that. My LinkedIn. It's all official. Yeah. officially on there. So if, yeah. you, if you want to, feel free to check that out. See the chest sets, the colorful chest sets.
2: Danielle was talking about. Yes, but, yeah. yes. Where people should see your stuff because it's really cool. <laughs> um, okay, awesome. That's all I have for you today. I once again want to thank you for uh, taking the time to chat with me, to be my 100th guest and to tell me about, you know, your Europe trip and just like other facets of your your life thus far. This has been really fun. I'm really glad I got to, I think I told you before, like uh, Kayla, our cousin was my very first guest mm-hmm. so I'm, i was glad i got yep. to involve someone else from the family um for episode 100 so yeah like i said this means a lot to me and i had fun i hope you had fun as well
0: <laughs> oh i definitely had a lot of fun i appreciate you welcoming me on here for the for the honorable 100th running of this podcast
2: yes of course of course uh, I couldn't think of anyone better. I feel like you were the best <laughs> choice uh, by far of the options that I was considering. So, yeah, this is work, this worked out perfectly. And um, I appreciate your generosity with your time and your stories and such. <laughs>
0: All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Man. Yo, I thank appreciate
2: you. it. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Riley. Good luck with summer school and everything. And enjoy the rest of your day, okay?
0: All right. You too. All
2: right. Bye. Uh, All right, y'all. There it is. Thanks to Riley for being such a wonderful guest. And I hope you like how this all turned out. For the rest of you listening, don't forget to follow this podcast at Young Gifted and Abroad on Instagram and Facebook and at YG Abroad on Twitter. And don't forget to check out guest profiles and resource lists on younggiftedandabroad.com my last time being able to say that for a while please do check those out I put a lot of thought and effort into writing about each guest um, and including resource lists for each episode so if you listen to an episode and you want more information about what a guest did or where they went and how they were able to do those things with links included please make sure you check out those blog posts read them for enjoyment read them for informational purposes Whatever floats your boat, that's another element of the show that has been out there this whole time, and uh, in case you didn't know, I want to emphasize that that is available for you as well. Also, if you enjoy what you've been hearing so far, then please continue listening to Young, Gifted, and Abroad wherever podcasts are, and you're welcome to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you leave ratings and reviews. And as always, if you have questions or comments to share, or if you yourself would like to be a guest on the show, then feel free to email me at younggiftedandabroad at gmail.com. So for the next episode in a few days (laughs) on Juneteenth, again, like I said earlier, that will be the fourth anniversary episode, just the time to celebrate and reflect and express gratitude I'm not planning on getting super like mushy or emotional but I do see this as you know since I'm going on hiatus the, this podcast will be going on hiatus for the rest of the year I do see this anniversary episode as my last chance to really you know open up to y'all and just luxuriate in this accomplishment these concurrent these milestones happening at the same time so once again if you want to hear what i and my cousin kayla and other previous guests have to say about this fourth anniversary and reaching 100 episodes of young gifted and abroad then be sure to check that out on juneteenth you can look forward to hearing that in a few days (laughs) but until then Thank you so much for listening and talk to you next time.